You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Ulysses, it is a Friday, which usually means it is time for a Ramblin' Rays segment where we bring on a guest listener. And we do that today with Anna D. Tommaso, longtime Rays fan, joining us, not from the Tampa Bay area, but from Dallas, Texas, the Metroplex of all places. Indeed. And honestly, it's such a great... uh... Uh, talk that we had with with Anna, and we we go through a lot of things, uh, specifically uh, her her project, her her baby project, which is baseball bucket list, is very interesting. Uh, but we get into the race twenty twenty, her fandom, the origin story, and and much more. Stadium talk. We 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 go through everything, Kevin. But yes. uh, we even go through the the trade that happened less than 24 hours ago with, with Nate Lowe. How about them apples? We knew that a first baseman type was going to be traded. We probably thought it'd be G-Man Choi but before Nate Lowe, but that's how it works out sometimes. Totally understandable. That is something that we will discuss more in depth next week. There's a lot of things raised related that we've got to discuss next week. We haven't gotten to Sternberg's comments yet. Those unfortunate words that, that he garbled out there and of course Nate Lowe who knows by after this weekend there could be another two or three trades for all we know there's there could be a you lot know, of movement uh, behind the curtain here you know there was Nate Lowe uh the trade that we were going to go over next week uh, uh then the Stenberg comments but we also have a very cool guest coming uh on to talk with us for for next week about prospects and uh, that would be really exciting to get some Wander talk, some Vidal Bruhan talk, and uh, maybe now a Hernandez talk uh, after this trade. So, uh, but for now, let's enjoy our talk with Anna Di Tommaso and uh, just sit back and relax and enjoy the show. And before we get to Anna, we've got to tell you about the greatest protein bar on the planet, and that is Built Bar. So many different flavors. We're talking 18, 19, 20 amazing amazing flavors some of their new flavors include caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp that goes along with their bevy of original flavors which are still extremely delicious like banana bread mint brownie german chocolate the list goes on and on and on um built bars you know it already they're 100 covered in chocolate they're soft and easy to chew they are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. If you don't believe me, I've got the coconut almond flavor right in front of me. 18 grams protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. We know you want some built Bars, so here's how you do that. 
go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code L O C K E D O N locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. You think the Rays are trying to get 20% off on every trade that they do this off season? Just like, Hey, help us out. We're the Rays. We're poor. Can you just throw us 20% back just like, you know, Built Bar's doing to their consumers? I think that's 100% what they're doing. Let's save that money, baby. Save that money. <laughs> Kiermaier kicking you out of town. Snell. You got to eat. Come on. Why, why are people complaining that Stu wants to lower the payroll? He got to eat. Let's go. We, Stu's Look, hungry. Come on. On the one team, it's really upsetting. <laughs> on the other hand... It is his freaking team, so I guess he can do whatever the heck he wants with it. Oh, boy, that'll be a discussion for next week. Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. All right, Ulysses, it is that time. It's been a little bit, but we are bringing back our Ramblin' Race segment where we bring on a guest listener to talk all things Tampa Bay Rays baseball and baseball in general. And today we have Anna DiTomaso on the show. I think I got that right on the first yeah. time. Uh, joining us from Dallas, Texas, a Rays fan in Dallas. See, we have Rays fans in Australia. We have Rays fans in Florida. We have Rays fans in the UK. And we have Rays fans in Dallas, Texas. So how about that? That's awesome. Anna, thank you for coming in. Uh, how you doing? How, how, how's December treating you as a Rays fan? Everything okay? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, this year was amazing, you know, for, from going to, oh my God, we might not even get a season to all of a sudden, you know, sitting at the World Series um, was just, you know, zero to 60 in about three seconds. So um, just kind of calming down from all of that and, and waiting for spring like I always do. And Anna, you mentioned it, the World Series. You actually had an opportunity to attend a World Series game. Was it game three? Is that correct, of the World Series? Yeah, of course. I could have chosen any game. And so, you know, I chose one of the ones they would lose. Not, not one of the, <laughs> I game two, not game four, but game three. So, yeah, um, got to go. It was uh, the Friday night game and the dome was closed, but it was, it was such a cool experience. Yeah, kind of highlight that experience, just what that was like. It's probably um, one of those stories you can share. It's, it's not just going to a World Series game, but going to a World Series game at a neutral site may be the only neutral site in a pandemic. Right. So a lot of stuff going on with that. And not often time that your own team gets to be in a World Series and you get to watch it in the city that you live in. Yeah, Um I mean, that's exactly right. The way that everything lined up this year was just kind of amazing. Um, you know, of course, no fans throughout the entire season, uh, especially in the American League. And then um, in late September, I got an email from the Texas Rangers. I go to um, a handful of games at their ballpark each year. And apparently it was enough for them to think that I deserved early access to World Series tickets. So... Um, got an opportunity to buy World Series tickets before the Rays started the Division Series. Um, wow. Yeah, so kind of bottom on blind faith thinking, <laughs> you know, this is too perfect. You know, they're not, 
there's no way they're not coming to Dallas this year. If the World Series is going to be in my backyard, like it's all just going to line up. Um, so yeah, bought them before they they started even the the Yankee series, and um, it was just it was such a cool experience. Um, we have a saying in in Texas: if you don't like the weather, just stay for five minutes. So. Um, <laughs> You know, the first two games, it's like beautiful 70 degree weather. And then game three, of course, it's, you know, 30 some odd degrees outside. So they closed the roof. But um, it was just, man, I, I don't know. It was super cool is, you know, I didn't get to go to the World Series in 08. So it was nice. Was this your first time you went to a, not a, a playoff game or a World Series? Uh, what, what, what's been your experience in the playoffs as a fan? Yeah, so last year we were unfortunately down in Houston for game five of the ALDS. Um, we know how that ended up. And that, that's that been my only playoff game aside from in 2008, I got to go to one of the um, game two of the ALCS versus Boston. So Okay. Very nice. Wow, a lot of good experiences there. So yeah. <laughs> now with this World Series game and the opportunity, was there any hesitation at all? Or was, no, I'm, I'm, if I have to put on three masks, I will. I am not going to miss <laughs> this opportunity to go to a World Series game uh, and, and watch my team there. This, this may be a, a chance in a lifetime sort of a deal. Yeah, that's exactly the thought process. Um, so my wife and I have been super cautious throughout all of this COVID stuff. Um, so, you know, then of course to tell our family and friends that we're going to a public sporting event and they're like, Oh, you guys, <laughs> you guys have gone crazy. But, um, the coolest part about it was I, you had to buy tickets in, in fours, right there. That was just the way they set the pods up so they could distance them properly. Um, I called my dad as soon as I got him, I said, I got World Series tickets and I think the Rays are going to be there, but like you have to come down if, if they are or if they're not. Um, so he actually came in from, from South Carolina and um, yeah, I got to do that with him, which was really, really cool because that was an opportunity I missed, you know, the last time the Rays were in the World Series. So um yeah, a little bit of hesitation, a little bit of nervousness walking into the ballpark. But once I was there, I mean, that place is gigantic and it was, you know, less than a quarter full. So uh, felt pretty good once we were in the doors. And now, you how does that ballpark, how does that ballpark compare to the old ballpark in Arlington? Because I know they're very, I mean, it seems like they're very similar to the layout. I've been to the old one and then I, when I was at the old one, Last year, I guess, I don't know, two seasons ago, however you want to say, I was like, it looks like this is just an exact replica, just a little spruced up a little bit. So what's the comparison between the old and the new, I guess? Yeah, there's, um, so I, I'm a big, big ballpark fan. Like I've been to all 30 of the active parks. I've been to a bunch of the ones that they've torn down. Um, and you know, I didn't necessarily get a lot of time at Globe Life Field just because of the scenario and everything. And I was very focused on, on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the field, the field is very similar. You know, if you look at the, the, the outfield and the, where the lines and the alleys and everything are, there, there are some slight differences. But um, I loved the ballpark in Arlington, which was the old one. Um, 
it was one of those retro ballparks that just had nods to, you know, like the old Tiger Stadium, um, things like that. And I've, I've heard a term for these new, like the last, you know, truest out in Atlanta and everything being called mall parks, which I, <laughs> I thought was pretty clever. Um, but I think it, it definitely feels a lot more corporate-y, a lot more like um, how can we get non-baseball fans to come to baseball games? And um, that's my limited experience with it. Now, I'm, I want to give it you know, more of a chance when the roof is open and there are people there and, and things like that. But um, yeah, I think the consensus here at least is if you're a real baseball fan, there was no need to build it. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I want to touch on something because you already mentioned your dad. You mentioned you traveling all over the place and, and ballparks. You live in Dallas and you're a race fan. So I want to get to the origin story. <laughs> How did you become a race fan? Are you from the Tampa Bay area? What, what, what's going on? How, how did you become the fan that you are right now? Yeah, I know. It's a little confusing, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was actually born here in DFW. I grew up like a rabid Texas Rangers fan in the early nineties. Um, and then as I got older, I had to start kind of focusing on the sport that I was actually playing, which was soccer and just kind of fell out of baseball a little bit. Um, my dad took a job in Bradenton, which moved us out to Sarasota. Then I went off to college and you know, of course, as soon as I'm out of the house in 2008, he decides to purchase like a partial season ticket package to the trot. Um, and so that summer I was, I was, yeah, exactly. That summer I came home, um, I was training at IMG, which is in Bradenton. It was like two streets over from his office. So after, after practice, I would jump in the shower, jump in the car, head to dad's office we'd head over the skyway like that was just what we did that entire summer and um it, it went very quickly from this is kind of cool you know I know the team's never going to be any good to all of a sudden like we gotta win this game we gotta win that game like we have to be there you know so um it was it was just a really cool experience and I've been I've been hooked like ever since ever since that summer and I noticed Clearly, you're wearing uh, a Rays T-shirt. Does that have a is is there a player's name on the back, or is this a traditional Rays shirt? I, where I'm getting at is who your favorite Rays player is yeah. and has become growing up a Rays <laughs> fan, Devil Rays fan. It's not a jersey. It's just a it's a just a blank back T-shirt. Um, the reason for that is because in 2008 2009, every time I bought a player's jersey, it would Yes, exactly. Traded, gone. Like a week later, you know. So, um, you know, my dad and I decided that I had to stop doing that, or at least, you know, the players that we actually liked. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Your options are either get your last name or a blank slate on the back. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they're going to change the name on the front anytime right. soon. I think it's going to stay raised for a while. So, I think you're safe from that perspective. Well, the, the thing is, you know, that this has been the, the long, uh, had argument, uh, argument or discussion, uh, rather with me and Kevin, since we've known each other is, uh, you know, do you ever buy a raised Jersey? And I think we both after our 
11 year long uh, friendship, we've we've decided Shersis is the most we're willing to do. And that's one yeah. every five years yeah. <laughs> or so. Yeah. I had the uh, the 2008 long go all-star jersey. I felt pretty nice. confident with that because I didn't feel like yes. that was a jinx. Mm-hmm. So um, I did all right with that one. But yeah, every every other person, James Shields, uh, Iwamura, like just yeah. gone immediately. So um, try to stay away from that. Well, I hope I hope you don't have any Nate uh, Lowe uh you know uh shirts or anything like that i know we're, we're gonna get into that discussion um you know but uh what was i just want to get a, a fresh take from from a fan like do you like the move do you miss nate low do you think jimon Choi should be the one to to keep first base what, what are your thoughts on that i love nate low i think what he did in the off season last year losing all that weight just kind of um you know, I read some articles about his mental approach to the game and how much effort he put into that, which I thought was phenomenal. Um, but I like G-Man more. Like, <laughs> just, okay. how can you not, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, so Nate is coming here to Texas. So um, I'm sure I'll still see plenty of yeah. him. That's but, right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's good news um, in terms of, of G-Man and, and Wendell. So, um, yeah, I was, I was sad about that, but you know, that's one of the ones I would be less sad about. Hey, at least from the perspective of trading Nate low, you still have two more chances. If you got a low on the back of your Jersey with Lau <laughs> and Nate's brother, Josh, I mean, yeah, the, the number's probably going to be yeah. different, but you could at least get that <laughs> on the back of your Jersey there. So, um, that's right. So Anna, kind of going back a little bit, is, is your favorite player or was your favorite player Evan Longoria? And has that changed at all to a more modern player? Just um, we all have favorite players that we root for on our team. So um, who is that that person or persons that you have? Yeah, I mean, I think Mr. Ray is and forever will be Evan Longoria. I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. Um, today's team the last few years I have really 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 enjoyed watching Joey Wendell play baseball he is um, yeah Mr. Baseball um I love that he seems to have his head on straight you know he's he's not one of those loud mouth showboaty type guys he just puts his head down and does his job I like hey, you wish you had a, a team we talked about it on on the last episode when we reviewed yeah. the play of Joey Wendell, you'd, you'd love to have yeah. a roster full of Joey Wendell like players for sure. Yeah. Um, and we we touched on kind of the 2020 season and the excitement of that. But um, Anna, what are kind of your expectations for 2021? There's been a lot that's been swirling about with this team. They've already traded Nate Lowe. There's been rumors with Blake Snell maybe being traded. Kevin Kiermeyer, of course, Charlie Morton is not returning to the team. What's kind of your, your barometer right now with this franchise? And, and um, what, are, are you feeling confident about next year? Are you kind of uneasy? Where are you feeling at, at, at this moment in time? Yeah, this is, this is a feeling that I deal with every, every December, every, you know, <laughs> every winter meetings coming up, everything like that. Um, I used to sit and I used to wring my hands and I used to, to get all worked up over it. 
but somehow every opening day they run the lineup and I fall in love with the team all over again. Um, and there's something about this front office that makes them a hell of a lot smarter than me. So um, I just kind of have to, to put my trust in their ability to see things that I don't see. Um, so I, I feel that way. I feel like if I could make one trade in 2021, I would trade Stu if that <laughs> were a possibility at all. But uh, after some of the comments he's made in the last week, but um, I don't think I'm going to be that lucky. It's so it's, funny. I feel like they, with Topkin speaking to Sternberg every year, he says the same crap. It's just a load of, of garbage, hot garbage that, that he spews every year. He should just copy and paste the same article and know he's going to, okay, he's going to hammer on the, the players he has. He's going to hammer on the fans and he's going to cry wolf that there's no money. It, I mean, those are the talking points, basically. It's the cycle of a race fan uh, every December. Like you said, you know, this is what happens. These articles come out and I want to do, I I do want to touch on this because I think you have a unique perspective. You, you, you know, what goes on with uh, Hillsborough County, Pinellas, the, the traffic that it can cause, how long it can take uh, having a job, a normal job, a nine to five, like most people do. And then, you know, having to deal with all that to get to a ball game but you're not in Tampa, you're in, in Dallas. So having no, you know, known the realities of the stadium situation, having lived it, how do you see the, the stadium issue from Dallas, Texas? Do you think that something's gonna happen? Do you, do you care? Do, like, how, how, do you, how do you look at it? Does, does Montreal seem appealing to you? Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, have, I think I have kind of an unpopular opinion about the trop. I, I like the trop to a degree. The trop is a, um, it's an intimate setting. I, I don't like the fact that it is permanently closed, but you get what you get. So, um, I do not think the issue is the ballpark. I think the issue is the location of the ballpark. And, um, I mean, if you look at, if you look at globe life here in, in Arlington, um, Arlington's a big city, but the majority of people who are going to Rangers games are coming from other suburbs of those larger cities. They're driving 45 minutes. They're driving an hour. They're sitting in traffic. I mean, we're the, the fourth largest Metroplex in the country. So I think that people will sit in traffic, you know, they'll, they'll get there. But the issue with, with the drop is that if I'm not mistaken, that is the one ballpark that has the lowest population within a 30 to 45 minute radius. Um, I know there's a lot of issues with the bridge and everything. So, man, I don't know. I don't know (laughs) what they're going to have to do, but um, it's going to have to be something, you know? Um, I feel like they're going to have to move it. I like the Ebor pitch that they made um not too long ago i liked right. the the major league downtown st pete pitch that they made on the waterfront back in like the early 2010s mm-hmm. um yeah i just i don't know that's they need to hire someone smarter than me to figure out that problem <laughs> look ulysses and i i i think anna we agree that 
we we like the trap from the perspective of it's got AC, it's enclosed, yep. no rain delays here. I, just take a semi truck, have it lifted up, and then move it to Ybor City. I don't see what's so hard about that, but you know, I'm not an engineer or anything like that. Airlift it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that's more feasible. I quite frankly, that that what I just threw out there is more feasible than what Stu is trying to sell, selling a bill of goods with the Montreal plan, quite frankly, with, yeah. with yeah. all that stuff. I, I feel like Stu is that guy who just like obviously does not like his girlfriend and everybody else knows and can see, and it's very yeah. uncomfortable for everybody else in the room. But like, he just keeps talking about how awful she is, you know? Right. <laughs> very passive aggressive. Yeah, it's like, no just passive let her aggressive. go, man. Just let her go. Let some, someone else will gladly take yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's actually really funny if you're even talking about finances, uh, finances, because he bought it at, for what, $300 million, that franchise? And now it's worth uh, almost a billion dollars, if not over a billion. So it's kind of like, well, I mean, don't cry wolf here. We know, I mean, yeah. we know the 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 uh, evolution that this franchise has ha, has come for yeah. what fifteen years. Yeah, I mean they're right. what twenty one years old, twenty two years old at this point. I mean, yeah, yeah. And um, Anna being in in Dallas, Fort Worth, in a, a huge huge city, and being a Rays fan, is it lonely there from the perspective of being a Rays fan, or do you run into other Rays fans around town. I assume when you're, I mean, before the pandemic, maybe when you were out and about a, uh, in town and you had Rays gear on, T-shirt, hat, whatever it was, do you ever have people kind of talk or come up to you? Is there, I mean, what's what's the fan base like if there is a, a, a Rays fan contingent in the area? Yeah, I mean, there's no, like, fan club here. I'll say that there's no like gather at the the bar and watch each Rays game but um I do have people stop me even as you know this year I was at the grocery store with a Rays shirt on and some guy stopped me and he had been stationed at McDill and he was like I used to love going to the trop um I think one of the things about Dallas in this area is that it is just economically booming so there are transplants coming from everywhere um but when I go to games here in in Arlington, where the, the ballpark is, um, there are a bunch of Rays fans. I mean, I won't say a bunch. It's not like we're rivaling the uh, the Ranger fan base, but um, enough, you know, to to fill in behind the dugout and, and stuff like that. So I don't know if they're I don't know if they all have ties back to the Tampa Bay area or if they just like the Rays or you know, what all that is about, but it's not, it's not nearly as lonely as you might think it would be. Interesting. Okay. Now I, I do have one of my best friends lives in Dallas and uh, I've been to some minor league games in Frisco and went to uh, a game at the old Rangers ballpark. And next to, I guess it's still there is something called Texas live. And I'm sure you're familiar. Can you inform our fan base? The, I think it's the coolest place. One of the coolest places I've experienced, but Texas live, why I think Tampa, or there's got to be some concept of that in Tampa or pretty much every other major city. So I don't know if you've got an experience with Texas live and, and what that may be. 
Yeah, it's um, it's awesome. They opened it here, I think, a couple of years ago while they were building the new the new ballpark. And uh, for listeners who who don't know what it is, it's just a giant food court essentially, but like at an elevated status with a wall, like a two story wall of TVs where they'll show. Um, you know, whatever game is happening surrounded by all the other little games that you maybe don't care as much about. There's like, God, like seven different restaurants and bars in there. Um, essentially they want to be the place that you come hours before the game, do all your drinking before you actually walk into the park. Um, it's, it is, it's, it's actually a very like, I've seen the same thing at um, Truist Park in Atlanta. They have they have the same thing. It's like live at the ballpark, the same name. And then um, Ballpark Village in St. Louis is actually owned by the same people. So it could be if the Rays ever put a deal together that something like that would come. And then I think that that would solve a lot of the issues with attendance. This sounds awesome the way you guys are talking about it. I'm, I'm kind of jelly right now that, that you both have been experienced that I've, I've yet to, to, to go to Texas like that. But um, you know, the way that you're picturing this, Kevin, you're a little bit more um, in tune with the geographics of, of downtown Tampa and all that. Um, this sounds a lot like armature works and then you have the ballpark next to it, or you have Sparkman Wharf, and then you have the ballpark next to it. Am I getting the vibe correctly here? Yeah, that's pretty much 100% on. It's just you've got some massive, massive television so big that it almost seems like, yes, I'm standing next to Tyler Glass now watching the game. <laughs> like, it's, it's armature works on steroids, I guess. Or armature works Texas-fied, I guess. They, they do everything that, that, bigger in Texas, that's not a- so that would be... <laughs> That's the concept there, basically. Yeah. 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 That's not an ego boost if I'm next to Tyler Glass now. That's that's <laughs> that's not there what will lift my spirits up. Uh, Kevin, um, I, I kind of I'm, I'm kind of ready. Are are you ready to put her on the hot seat? Yes, but before we do that, um, Anna, we do have to ask you. You have created something called Baseball Bucket List, and there's a website tied into that. Can you explain what that is, how it got started, and um, how fans can be a part of it? Yeah. Awesome. So in 2008, that same season that my dad got those season tickets to the trot, we went on a summer baseball trip. And we did a tour of, I think we did that year, Fenway, Old Yankee Stadium, Shea Stadium, and Citizens Bank up in Philly. And, uh, yeah, trying to put together that trip was kind of a giant headache, um, for, for the two of us trying to plan it. And so we, we got to talking and we both decided that, you know, like our, one of our life goals, our bucket list item is to go see a ball game in every single major league ballpark. And so, in 2008, I had this brilliant idea to create a website that would help other people do that and help other people keep track of their bucket list items, whether it's go to a World Series game or catch a foul ball or, um, you know, 
seeing Sweet Caroline at Fenway Park or whatever it is. Um, basically an online community for baseball fans to talk about doing those items and connect with other fans who want to do that. And so I worked really hard and really fast on the project and I launched it um, in August of this year. So, you know, just a 12 year horizon there for a build up. But yeah, so it's, it's brand new, um, still growing. And if, if people want to take a look and want to join, it's baseballbucketlist.com. Yeah, the website is awesome, very clean, yeah. and it it brings it brings me up to my next question: Is Anna, how many ballparks have you been to? And aside from the Trop, of course, mm-hmm. uh, what is your favorite ballpark? Yeah, so I think I've been to um, it's either thirty six or thirty seven. I've been to um, a bunch that they, that no longer exist, both the New York ballparks, um, Turner Field. Um, some of the older Ranger stadiums, but uh, the best by far is PNC in Pittsburgh. It's uh, it's just there's no there's no hokey concept about it. It's just beautiful on the river with baseball, and we were there in July, and it was just you know the perfect time of year to be there. So um, that's my top one. If only they had a better team to put into PNC, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be yeah. a, a better situation for them there? It's probably going to be a while too uh, yeah. with that. All right, Ulysses, I think it's time. I think it is time for baseball yes. trivia to put Anna on the hot seat. Ulysses, I'll let you go ahead and take it away with your trivia question. Okay. So speaking of stadiums, um, how many ballparks in MLB have been built since the year 2000. And let's see, I'd have to say, um, well, there's Globe Life, obviously. There is Bush Stadium, which was like 06. You have both of the New York ballparks. You have Nationals Park, you have, I'm going to say seven. Strike one. Strike one. All right. Since 2000. So including the year 2000, including the year 2000. Okay. no idea am i in like spitting distance at all uh you you gotta be a little bit more aggressive gotta be a little more aggressive 12 a little bit more a little bit more not, not you know just <laughs> go take a hack and strike two strike two uh let's go 13 Strike three. Kevin, do you have a, a guess on how many uh, have been built since the year 2000? All right. Well, I'll just piggyback off of the hard work Anna put in and just say 15 and take a wild guess there. Very close. 16, guys. 
Oh my gosh, that seems like a lot. That is crazy. And that's why my second question, uh, Ant kind of got ahead of me, but out of those 16 ballparks since 2000, can you name seven? Which Anna already said a bunch, so this should be easy. Yeah, so I said Bush, I said Globe Life Field, I said Shea, or uh, City Field, I said Yankee Stadium, Truist, and Atlanta. Six. Um, Nationals Park and DC. Very good. Seven. That's very nice. That was very quick. <laughs> wow. Okay. Can you keep going? Uh, Citizens Bank in Philly. Correct. Um, let's see. PNC. Correct. 2001. When was Camden built? Is it that old? Camden. I thought it was late 90s. Yeah, I think early nineties. Yeah, ninety two. Ripken still played there. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm out of. Oh, Marlins Park has to be one, right? Yeah. There you go, Marlins Park of Florida, two thousand twelve. Yeah, David Sampson and Jeffrey Loria just totally fleeced the city of Miami to get them to build (laughs) an entire new ballpark. They're drawing like twelve fans per game. Oh my gosh. I, I, I would take a, a Loria uh, as long as he put it in Hillsborough and then he can go. I don't care. Put there it in go. Hillsborough yeah. County. It, it's go. funny because not only is that like the steroid era, but that's like the new stadium era where franchises yeah. were convincing municipalities to foot the bill <laughs> for new stadiums. And, and of course, it's a terrible economic well, concept. Arlington is on the hook for $500 million for this new ballpark. Wolf. Oh my goodness! Wow, That's didn't a lot. they? Uh, didn't they like work around the clock, twenty-four hour construction? Like they really? I mean, wow. they were working. It seemed like around the clock on that that uh, stadium there. Um, yeah. there okay, a- it, it, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry, Anna. I was just gonna say there was a deadline because you know they the XFL, which made it all of three weeks or whatever it was, they they blew out some of the uh, the seating bowl to accommodate the. I think it was the Dallas Desperados. Oh. Yeah. Wow. The short-lived Dallas Desperados. Well, I can tell you one thing. We have our new stadium correspondent in Anna DiTomaso. Yes. Like, don't challenge Anna with the the stadium and ballpark trivia. I, hey, that's... It, that's awesome. I think Ray's officials should go to Anna for advice on how to build, build a ballpark. I think that's the, the hundred percent. She needs to be in this room talking about armature works right outside. Maybe spark yeah. man, maybe, you know, downtown Tampa. I don't know. I mean, if, if hockey can succeed, I'm pretty sure baseball can succeed in uh, Hillsborough County, but that's just my two cents. Whatever yes. guys. And we might see NBA succeed in Hillsborough right. County in the city of Tampa that's right. as well. Okay. My trivia question, and this is kind of running on a theme that, a little game we we began and started with last week. Name that war. Guess that war where I'm going to give you the name of a player and you've got to guess that player's career war. And I will let both of you participate in this challenge. The guy I have here, his name is Jose Bautista. Anna, I will let you try to guess his war first. And whoever is closest, of course, wins. I don't know. Well, I can. I remember Joey Betts, the uh, the bat flip, and 
in 2015 that got him punched in the face. That's, <laughs> That's got to be worth a couple war, you think? Yeah, at, at least yeah, he started a war among them. <laughs> yeah. um, God, I don't know. I, I want to say like three, but I know that's going to be horrifically low. <laughs> what we could do is we could have Ulysses guess, and then you could just yeah, let's do, do the that. old. That sounds like more. Uh, do the old kind I'm of go, take advantage of that. Okay. I, he had like five All Star seasons from 2010 to 2015. So if we average that out for like say five war each, that's 25 plus the remnants of his late seasons plus the early ones. I'm gonna go with 33 war. That's his career war. Okay, Anna? I'm gonna go, uh, I'll do 31. Very good guesses on both of your parts. Ulysses, you are actually closer, very, very close. 36.7. You have the idea. Six time (laughs) All Star, three time Silver Slugger, uh, 344 home runs in his career. And yeah, you are just pretty much right on. And I think Fangraphs had a very similar number as well. So that is what you I know how you know how I feel about my boy Jose Bautista, my ex classmate two times in USF. You know, you know, you know how we do. I had ex-classmate. no idea what they, uh, a USF kid. Yeah. That yeah, was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Ulysses picked him out of the lineup, got a picture with him after class one day, business class, right? Yeah. Uh, I think principles of finance it was. <laughs> Yes, and since that moment, Ulysses and Jose Bautista are best of friends. They text each other, call each other every day. Uh, Jose Bautista throws him a few shekels every now and again, right? Is that look, man? Don't be jealous of my friendship with Jose Bautista. Like it, it looks bad on you. Just be happy for me. That's it. Hey, you've got a huge Rolodex of uh, of pro athletes in your telephone, oh, in your cell stop phone. It. Matt Joyce, oh, Jose Bautista. Stop. Seth McClung, a lot of guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. We are rambling. This is why we call it rambling race. All right. Uh, yeah. Anna, thank you so much for joining us and being a part of this. Is there anything you'd like to promote or give a shout out to? Of course, people can check out um, the website you have, baseballbucketlist.com. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Okay. And then any other social media or anything else you want to promote or, or throw out there? Yeah, I mean, we're on um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, just search Baseball Bucket List. There are links to those profiles on the website, too. But um, I want to say, even if you are not a bucket head, which is what we call the members of the site, if you're not trying to go to these different ballparks or check off these items, um, there are guides to each of the ballparks available on the website that um, we're in the process of trying to finalized before um, opening day next year. So there should be lots of really good information about, you know, what to do once you get to the park, what you should be eating there, where you should be parking and all that kind of stuff. So I think use that. There's um, a couple of different tools just to help you plan these trips and kind of just make stuff happen. So um, yeah, check it out. I, I have already seen the website and, and kind of I, I want to play around with it more, but it, it looks super cool. So everybody, please, 
check it out, baseballbucketlist.com. I, I, I'm sure that it, it's just going to be even more filled with goodies for bucket heads and, and, and wannabe bucket heads. Because you know what, Kevin, I think I'm a wannabe bucket head. Uh, but talking uh, to Anna has shown me that I'm very, very far away from being a certain bucket head. But I want to become one, Kevin. Look, yeah, it's... Yeah, like, I... I nothing but Rays fans in there. Like I would just, you know, a community of Rays fans would be ideal for me. So beautiful. And Very we'll good. To make it happen. <laughs> yeah. And I think Ulysses, I mean, that's your prime demographic right there because he is a world traveler. He loves going to different ballparks and experiencing. I mean, you've been all over the place pretty much all the way on the West coast for Rays road trips and, and that sort of thing. So this is, this is right up your, I mean, really anybody that alley, if they're traveling and they want to check a ballpark out, this is the place to go for sure. Anna, I, I hope you had a lot of fun and a, and a good time with us. Hopefully trivia wasn't too scary. Uh, but would you would you recommend this to, to anybody out there listening to hop on and, and have a Rambling Race conversation with us? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I was a little nervous, to be honest. Um, but, you know, my wife gave me some really good advice. She said, just, just pretend you're like chatting it up with your buddies about your, your favorite team. So that's exactly what it felt like. So yeah, y'all should do it. If you get a chance, do it. Absolutely. Very good. Great answer. Awesome. Well, Anna, again, thank you so much for the time. And it's, it's great to have Rays fans all over the U S and, and being able to, to talk to them and interact. And, um, if you're ever, uh, up in Tampa, the Tampa Bay area again, and you're going to the trop, let us know. I mean, Ulysses has season tickets and, uh, yeah, you know, we really try to make top. it to our, we're trying to do either something for, uh, I mean, FanFest if it happens, but trying right. to, you know, if there's an opportunity where some of our listeners are going to a game, just give us a shout out and we'll try to yeah. try to yeah. connect one way or the yeah. other. So, yeah. Well, let me just say thank you guys for, for doing what you do. It's, um, I, I was late to the party. I didn't find you guys until, um, you know, later on in, in the 2020 season. And, uh, and it has just been like, a nice little slice of, of my day. So thank you guys for wow. what you do. That's awesome. Well, th thank you so much for listening. I mean, honestly, we, we enjoy the heck out of it. I hope that when people listen to uh, our, our, our stupid rambling sometimes, uh, you know, they, they understand that it comes from just years of friendship and, 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 and love for, for the game of baseball and, and the Rays. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes we disagree uh, yeah. But we always try to have some levity to it. And and and, and I'm, I'm, we're just happy that people that come on tell us that they really enjoy it because we really enjoy making it. Awesome. Okay. Once again, we want to thank Anna Tomaso for joining us. Again, be sure you check out her website, baseballbucketlist.com. Also check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash raise unfiltered. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. It's going to be that time before you know it. Fantasy Baseball, we're going to have a fantasy league going. If that's something you might be interested in, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Uh, I can't draft a Rays player edgewise because so many other Rays fans scoop them up first. Was it you that drafted Yoshi Satsugo? No, that I, I, I set that on the pod, and then Melissa took um. Uh, right. from me but i don't know we'll have to ask melissa if she was okay with that um decision look i might just have to go with the strategy of no race players because i did pretty well i think i finished 
second in my division, something along those lines. So hmm. that might be the way revisionist to go. history. Revisionist history. Hey, there. I know uh-huh. my look. Okay, uh-huh. you want to call it out? <laughs> All right, prop bet. I finished higher than you in fantasy baseball this year. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh I love it. This challenge. is beautiful. I love it. You want to be, and if you're a Rays fan or just a listener of the pod and you want to be in on this, uh, we are taking bets on this, by the way, but also you want to be a part of this fantasy league. It's already heating up and it's freaking December already. Oh my goodness. Locked on Rays at gmail.com if you're interested in that. Uh, Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you next week.